on this episode of This Justin. Stuffing your dead mom in a freezer. Two handguns. You didn't mean to kill your friend, it just happened. Self-strangulation. I'm a grown-ass man. So they're either going to kill themselves or they're going to look at porn. Toxic bullshit. The sweatiest in America. Like her top lip is bigger than her bottom lip. I'm kind of just being a selfish prick. Sperm. God is trans. I put my blow-up doll in the passenger seat. Put down the pitchfork. My body, my choice. Heels to Jesus. You can go kill yourself. Now let's start the show. Y'all listen up. I got some shit to say. There's a Florida woman who hid her mother's dead body in a freezer so she could keep receiving her disability payments. So, apparently, in Sebastian, Florida, a woman was charged with failing to report her mother's death more than two months after the woman's body was found in a freezer in the home they shared. The woman, 64, was arrested Thursday and also charged with tampering with evidence. Her 93-year-old mother's body was found after a welfare check was conducted in late April according to the Sebastian Police Department's Facebook page. The daughter told investigators she bought the deep freezer and put her mother's body in it so she could keep receiving her disability payments. (laughs) That's genius! (laughs) That's genius! Oh, man. I mean, why not? Is that really the worst thing? Like, how much money could she possibly have taken? Like, what are disability payments? Like, what's the average disability payment? I'm sure it's not that much. You know, like, it's probably a couple thousand, if she's lucky, a month. I mean, how much How much money did uh, the, the, the people, like the business owners, the big business owners, fuck the government and the taxpayer, meaning you and me, out of when during the 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 triple p program or whatever it's called the the payment protection program you remember back during the pandemic they were like hey all you gotta do is fill out this sheet of paper and tell us how much money you've lost and we'll give it back to you (laughs) like they like they just thought oh no everyone's gonna be honest and tell us exactly how much money that uh that it's costing them by being in this pandemic. It's not their fault there's a pandemic. We're going to take care of these nice, hard-working folks, and everyone's going to be honest, and all we're going to do is we're going to make them whole. And, uh, yeah, so uh, how much money did those people... Actually, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up. Let's find out. $76 billion! That's almost 10% of the program's nearly $800 billion budget. Now, okay, granted, 10% doesn't seem like that much. Like, 10%, they, they budgeted $800 billion, basically a trillion dollars, and only about 10% of it was taken illicitly. But I don't know, how, how do you even measure that? 
Uh, it says around 1.8 million of the payment protection programs, 11.8 million loans. So 11.8 million people filed uh, for some sort of money back. Uh, show signs of fraud. 11.8 million of the applicants, which is only 10%. So that means that 110 point... Well, I'm sorry... 118 million loans, roughly, total, were filed. Let's just round that up to 120. Okay, there's only 330 million people in the country. <laughs> so let's think about this, okay? Alright. <clears throat> there's, there's 330 million people-ish in America... And there were 120-ish million people out of the 330. Now, that 330 includes children. Okay? A good number of these are children. So there's actually much less than 330 million working adults in the, uh, in the U.S. Actually, I'm going to look up... I'm going to look up how many... What's the estimated number of working adults in the US and, the, and then we don't have to guess alright so I'm on the government census website uh, census.gov and it says that uh, so so the way that they define uh, or that they, they're breaking these people up into groups is people under the age of 15 people from the age of 15 to 64 and then people 65 and older I guess that they're uh, Assuming that people that are 65 and older are retired, which we know is not necessarily the case anymore. However, uh, the number of people between the age of 15, which I guess is the youngest you can technically work, um, and the uh, and 65 is um, 213 million, 610,000, blah blah blah. Let's just round it up to like 215, all right? So it's like 215 million-ish, maybe a little more, maybe a little, I don't know, uh, working people in the United States. And there were about 118 million uh, loans filed from the Paycheck Protection Program. So basically what we're saying is that uh, 118 million people were out of a job because of that's that's over half the that's well over half the workforce uh, during the pandemic. I don't know if that's like was was it that many people? I mean, things were shut down, but it wasn't like. I mean. I don't know if it was that many people that lost their job, right? Anyway, I don't know what that number is, but there was some fuckery going on here, okay? So, my point is, is that there's, you know, uh, how many billions of dollars was it again? Like, uh, uh, 76 billion? Yeah, 76 billion dollars that's suspected to have been taken illicitly. Now, it could be more than that. Um... And this lady, what did she take? It doesn't say the dollar amount on here. But I mean, uh, she, it can't be that much. I just thought it was... I mean, okay. 
hiding your mom's dead body, that was the worst part. Like, that should have just been the headline. I mean, I don't... <laughs> I mean, I guess why she did it is also interesting. But, I mean, what is she in trouble for? <laughs> is she in trouble because she... Uh, was collecting someone else's disability? They don't say. That's that's what's weird about this article is they don't say what she's in trouble for. She's probably in trouble for both. But the bond was like only $10,000. She's in jail on a $10,000 bond for putting her mom's dead body in the freezer to continue collecting her disability. First of all, how lazy do you have to be that instead of working, instead of going out and getting a job and making your own money, how lazy do you have to be to put your stuff, stuff your mom, your dead mom in her freezer so you can keep collecting her little bit of disability? I mean, that's insane. Was it making that big of a difference in your lifestyle? That extra maybe couple grand a month um, in, in disability checks? Was it making a substantial enough difference in your life to justify stuffing your dead mom in a freezer? I don't know. I don't know how much disability checks are. I should find that out real quick. Hold on. Okay, so according to SSA.gov, which is uh, something about Social Security, that's what the SS means, wearing it, Social Security Administration. That's, that must be what that means. Um, the average Social Security disability insurance is twelve fifty nine per month. So roughly, let's just round up to $1,300. Roughly $1,300 per month was apparently enough to make this lady stuff her dead mom in her freezer and go to jail over. How bad does your life suck that you're so desperate for 1300 bucks a month that you would stuff your dead mom in a freezer? I just... That's insane. Uh, but that's Florida. That is fun. Why is it always Florida? It's always Florida. The wildest shit comes out of Florida. I don't know. It is, is it the heat? Does the heat make people go crazy? Or do crazy people just... Uh, are they just attracted to the heat? And they just all end up going there because... But if that's true, then you would think that there would be a lot of crazy people in Texas. Because that's where I live. And it's been a thousand degrees outside for 30 days straight with no sign of rain anytime soon. Mm. Today's episode is brought to you by Four Corners Brewing Company. Four Corners El Grito Lager. It is con sabor bien, suave y calidad super deluxe. This lager is a celebration of traditions old and new. Smooth Pilsner malt balances mild hops for crisp citrus flavors and slight floral aroma. Ahora sí, echale grito. Escuche el canto de tu corazón. 4% alcohol by volume. Four Corners Brewing Company, Dallas, Texas. Good. 
pretty good. Um, that's not the only kind of drink in that I got a variety pack. You know I like to get variety packs for people that listen to the show. Both of you who listen, thank you. Um, I like to get variety packs because I like to try different kinds of beers, even though I've already tried them all because I'm an alcoholic. Um, I still like to, you know, change it up. I don't like drinking the same beer over and over again. Uh, sue me. Um, so in Garland, Texas, there was a 16-year-old charged with manslaughter who shot themselves, I'm sorry, not didn't shoot themselves, shot their friend on live stream. So someone shot, I guess they weren't that good of a friend. This 16-year-old shot their friend on live stream. Now, I'm assuming that this is an accident. Now, mind you, I don't read these news articles. Like, I, I look at the headlines, and I kind of briefly glance at, like, the first couple paragraphs, just kind of get an idea of if this is worth even talking about. But um, I just go through my news app, and I just look at things that I think that are interesting. And uh, this is one of the ones that sounded interesting. Uh, so I haven't read it in its entirety, but, um, it says a 16 year old has been charged with manslaughter after shooting 18 year old princess Omabogi. O-M-O-B-O-G-I-E. I, I, I'm sure I'm butchering the name, but at least I'm not butchering her. Too soon? That was bad. I feel bad about that one. I shouldn't have said that. She was probably... She's probably a sweet girl. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm going to hell. At about 6.15 p.m. on July 5th, Garland police responded to an apartment complex at the 1700 block of Apollo Road. Very classy area. I'm very familiar with it. Where they located Oma Bogey suffering from a gunshot wound. The investigation revealed that the 16-year-old shot Omabogi while using a cell phone to live stream her friend who was displaying two handguns, police said. And on Thursday, Omabogi died from her injuries. Okay, so the 16-year-old had a gun, the 18-year-old had two guns, and they were fucking around shooting a live stream? And the 16-year-old accidentally shot the 18-year-old. But can you really call it an accident? I mean, I'm sure she didn't intend for her friend to die. But if you're wagging a gun around <laughs> that's loaded with no safety... And you're doing it intentionally, obviously, because you're shooting a live stream and you guys are just wagging guns around. I mean, do you, do, do you not consider the fact that the gun might, that this might be dangerous? Can you really say that you didn't know that if the gun went off it would hurt somebody if it hit them? I mean... Can, can you claim ignorance to that extent? 
I mean, do you get do you get charged for? Well, she got charged with manslaughter. It says manslaughter, which is uh, different from murder. In case you don't know, murder apparently is intentional. Manslaughter is not intentional. Like if you're drunk and you're driving a car and you're with your friend and you get to an accident, and your friend dies and you live. That's manslaughter. You didn't mean to kill your friend. It just happened. But it is your fault. Um, yeah, and it should be. I mean, 16 years old, uh, if, if the kid was like 8, I would understand. 16, eh. I mean, you know, if that's too young to be charged with manslaughter for waving a gun around and shooting somebody, that's too young to drive. Get your ass off the road. But no, that's sad. I mean, it's that's that's awful. But like, it's just one of those things that, and and the reason I found that interesting wasn't because, uh, you know, I, I'm a sadist, uh, but rather because just all the dumb shit that kids do online. Like another thing. Here's another story. You may or may not have heard about this. A Texas girl dies while attempting the TikTok blackout challenge. Okay, so an eight-year-old temple girl is dead from self-strangulation while participating in TikTok's blackout challenge. The Social Media Victims Law Center is a legal re blah blah blah. Like I said, I don't read these too much ahead. Uh, Oh, there was another one. In addition to the death of nine-year-old... Hold on. Oh, my God. Eight. I don't know why my brain said 18. An eight-year-old Temple girl. She's from Temple. Temple is a town in Texas, by the way, if you're not from here. Um, an eight-year-old died from self-strangulation. Eight years old. I don't know why, the first time I read this, I thought it said 18. And in my brain this entire time, I was thinking 18. Oh my, I just realized when I read it to you guys just now that this is an eight-year-old. And my son is seven. My son is a baby. He is a baby. He is a little, sweet, innocent baby that wouldn't hurt a fly. And this eight-year-old, first of all, why the fuck is she on TikTok? Why the fuck is she on TikTok? Okay, and... and Eight-year-olds have no business being on TikTok. I don't think kids in general... I mean, I don't even... I'm not... I have zero social media. I'm a grown-ass man, and I want nothing to do with that toxic bullshit. Could you imagine what... That constant social... Well, actually, you can. You can imagine what it would do to an 8-year-old because this is what it does. This is what it fucking does. An 8-year-old strangled herself to death attempting a challenge. But that's... That's not the biggest thing. The biggest thing is that the TikTok algorithm pushed it on her. So apparently, this blackout challenge is like this challenge where... People put a belt around their neck until they black out 
And then, of course, you know, they wake up. Because once you black out, you let go of the belt, it loosens, your body recovers, you wake back up. I guess that's what it's supposed to happen. Maybe the belt got hung up. And, uh, anyway, there was another, there was another kid that died, a nine-year-old that died. In addition to the death of nine-year-old yada yada, there was another person, another kid, from Milwaukee. They both died while attempting the blackout challenge, which encourages users to choke themselves with belts, purse strings, or other similar items until passing out. The lawsuit was filed, I guess, by the parents, which, honestly, mom and dad, why the fuck does your eight-year-old have a smartphone? You know the only thing they're doing on it. You know they're only doing social media. What the fuck else are they doing on it? Do you think they're using the calculator app? Do you think they're checking the weather? What do you think they're doing on it? Get that fucking smartphone out of your kid's hand. They don't need a smartphone. You need an old flip phone. You need an old Motorola Razor. That's what you need. Okay? You need some old brick. You need some old Casio or some brand that doesn't even exist anymore. That's like some giant brick with a pull-out antenna like the first phone I ever had where all you could do was play Snake. And that's it. Like, what else do your kids need to do with the phone other than call or text you? They don't need a smartphone. The only thing that a smartphone does that a dumb phone doesn't is social media. They don't fucking need it. And maps. Do they drive? No. And a calendar. Do they need a calendar? Do they have appointments to keep track of? No! Why the fuck does your kid need a smartphone? They fucking need one. Get him a beeper. It'd be just as great. Then they can learn how payphones work. They can walk to like the nearest payphone. You give them like a bag of quarters at the beginning of the day. You page them. They see your number comes up. They find a payphone. They put in the quarters. They call you. That's how this should work. Alright, I'm being a little facetious with that part, but you see my point. They don't need fucking smartphones, okay? Because this is the kind of shit that happens. Or they're looking at porn. So they're either going to kill themselves with a blackout challenge, or they're going to look at porn. That's what they're going to do with a smartphone. Go ahead and pretend. Go ahead and fucking pretend, parents, that you don't know that that's exactly what they're doing. Go ahead. Go ahead and pretend. I don't want to hear this shit later on when they get older. And then they get all fucked up and they got mental illness. I don't want to hear this fucking shit about, I don't know where it came from. <laughs> you know exactly where it fucking came from. Everyone knows where it comes from, but you can't fucking stop because you're addicted. You are too. Your fault. Fuck you. <sighs> Sorry. I get upset when shit involves kids. Um... <clears throat> so the suit alleges that TikTok's defective design of its social media product product <clears throat> excuse me results in addictive in an addict fuck I can't read in an addictive product which it is not safe for users 
and fails to warn minors and their parents that TikTok is addictive and pushes harmful content onto their For You page, which could endanger their well-being. So there's a For You page on TikTok. It's kind of like, you know, shit like YouTube. When you go to YouTube, it pushes to the top. And it, it, it pushes stuff to you. I don't know how this works because I don't have TikTok. Like I said, I don't have any social media because of this fucking reason right here. Not that I'm going to kill myself, but, you know, I might if I'm on it enough. God, all the fucking toxic bullshit that is on there. Oh, my God. If I had to just sit there... People are spending eight hours a day, like it's a fucking full-time job, just swiping through this awful, toxic bullshit. He said, she said, meh, 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 all day long, like it's their fucking job. Could you imagine? Not just five days a week, seven days a week. On the weekends, it's probably fucking worse because they're sitting around at home, they got nothing else to do. They're not in school. At least at school, the teachers can bitch at them. And try to keep them off of it as much as possible. But God, on the weekend, it's even worse. They're spending seven days a week. God knows how many hours a day. Looking at shit like this. And then it says the, the, the defective algorithm. It's not defective. That shit's intentional. This is a Chinese company. This isn't some anti-Asian shit. That's an objective truth. This is a Chinese-based company. Their algorithm is different in China. The kids in China can't even be on TikTok past 10 p.m. And it doesn't even open back up until like 8 a.m. And even during those hours where kids can get on to TikTok, where they're allowed to, it pushes that their algorithm pushes videos of people's accomplishments like scientific accomplishments athletic accomplishments like positive types of things that you would want your kids to see and aspire to be here it's not like that why you're gonna tell me that uh, it's just an accident I mean why give me a good reason give me a better reason other than China's doing that shit intentionally and I'm not trying to make this about China. I'm just saying that like the, the algorithm is intentional. It's not defective. They could fix it. They fixed it in China. It's already fixed. Right now, kids can't see shit like this. Kids aren't getting blackout challenges pushed on them in China. But they are here. Give me a good explanation why. I mean, I could speculate all day long. But I'm not going to do that, but I could. But I'm sure you got some of your own thoughts in your own mind right now, don't you? And guess what? Whatever thoughts you're having right now, probably the same thoughts I'm having right now. Because 2 plus 2 is 4. Anyway. So. Um, that's it. I mean, that's it. There, there was uh, this blackout challenge. Uh, people trying to make themselves black out by self-strangulation, pass out, supposed to wake back up, but sometimes they don't, and then they die. And this is what kids are doing. This is what's fun now. All right. Ugh. 
I need to take a break for a second. I'm going to go with something a little bit lighter. These three Texas cities are considered to be the sweatiest in America. That's right, people. If you've ever wanted to know what the sweatiest cities in the United States are, well then, you're in luck, because you're about to find out. And you'll be happy to know, for those of you who live in Texas like I do, that our proud state is home to three of the sweatiest cities in Texas. Here's the list. We'll go from number 10 up to number 1. Number 10. Jacksonville, Florida. Number 9. Laredo, Texas. Number 8. Cape Coral, Florida. Number 7. Montgomery, Alabama. Number 6. Houston, Texas. Number 5. Tallahassee, Florida. Number 4. New Orleans, Louisiana. Number 3. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Number two, Corpus Christi, Texas. And number one, Orlando, Florida. I don't know how they do this. I don't know how they rank this. All I know is that this list is bullshit because every city in Texas should be <laughs> numbers 1 through 10 on this list. I have not ever sweat as much as I have this summer. You can't be outside more than 30 seconds before being so soaked with sweat that you gotta change your shirt. I mean, it's been a hundred, it's been triple digits plus for like the past I don't even know how long. Like a lot. Hold on one second. I'm uh I'm I'm texting someone on Bumble. <laughs> her name's <laughs> I don't even like her, I don't even think she's that cute. Her name's Mercetta. Mercetta. Not Mercedes. It's Mercetta. It's spelled M-E-R-S-E-D-E-H. Mercetta. And she's got a five head. She looks... She's got... I think she's had some work done. She's got like these... Like her top lip is bigger than her bottom lip. You ever seen that? Is that not like the telltale sign that you've had your lips done when your top lip is bigger than your bottom lip? Like, that's just not how it's supposed to be. Uh, Indian, uh, yeah, so something going on there. Uh, anyway, very, very strange looking person. Um, I mean, not like ugly, just... Just... I don't know. I can't figure it out. I'm looking at her face and I'm like, there's just something going on with, with the face. It's like it's... Something's off, but I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what it is. It's just, there's one picture where she looks normal, but all the other pictures, 
It's like... It's like her face melted. <laughs> anyway, she... Uh, yeah, I'm texting her. She said, she said, uh, what are you up to? I said, I'm doing a podcast. What are you up to? She said, I am going to the gym. And I said, cool. I just got back from the gym. I didn't. <laughs> I don't go to the gym. I haven't been to the gym in like, since my son was born. It was like seven years ago. She says, you mean listen to podcast? No, I'm on the podcast, and I'm talking into a microphone right now about you and this very text that I am sending you, period, send. We'll see what she says. This is fun. I fucking hate online dating, by the way. It is the worst. I don't even want to date. I like being single. I kind of just... <laughs> I'm kind of just being a selfish prick. Because I kind of just want to know that I could if I wanted. Okay, there's two things. There's two things. Like, I'm hoping... Okay. I, I want... I, I want to stay single. And, and not be committed to anybody. So I want to have my cake, and then I want to eat it too, because I just want to know that I could not be single if I didn't want to be. And then number three, I'm hoping that my soulmate, some miracle, will just pop up out of nowhere, and it'll just magically happen, and it'll, and it'll just be this transformative experience that just is suddenly like, oh, I, I, I can't live without this person. And then I'll finally be happy. Uh, but it's looking like it's just going to be me staying single. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, what were we talking about? We were talking about, uh, oh, sweaty, sweaty cities in Texas. Um, Houston. Apparently less sweaty than... Uh, that's got to be... I mean, Houston, Texas, that's got to be the sweatiest place. I don't give a shit what you say. That is the sweatiest goddamn city. I've only been to Houston like three times in my entire life. And every time I could not get out of the car because I was stuck to the seat. It is bad. It's crowded. It's muggy. The humidity is a thousand percent. It is the worst. I do not like Houston. It's hot, dirty, and gross. Fuck you. Let's talk about abortion, ladies. Alright, listen. Listen, ladies. <sighs> the... Roe v. Wade was overturned. Okay. First of all, Roe v. Wade probably should have never existed. And let me explain. Goddamn, let me explain. Hold on. Don't light the...
torches just yet. Put down your pitchforks, just hear me out. Okay. Uh, the Supreme Court is not supposed to create laws. That's not what the Supreme Court does. Okay. Legislators in Congress, politicians, they create laws. And remember, these politicians are democratically elected. Sure, there might be some fuckery, okay, with how they're elected and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's fuckery, right? But still, you got a better idea? You got a, you got a better example? Is there a country out there doing it better? Okay, didn't think so. Shut the fuck up. All right, so we got these democratically elected leaders who the people vote for to put into power, and they write and create and vote on laws or bills, I'm sorry. They're not laws until they're passed. And then so many have to vote for it, and then it becomes a law. Now, the Supreme Court's job is to look at the law that was made and say, does it violate the Constitution? Yes or no. That is the only job of the Supreme Court. That is it. Okay? Okay, so time for a little background on Roe v. Wade. So Roe v. Wade was a landmark legal decision. I'm reading. I'm not this smart. I can't put words together this well. Roe v. Wade was a landmark legal decision issued on January 22, 1973, in which the U.S. Supreme Court struck down a Texas statute banning abortion, effectively legalizing the procedure across the United States. The court held that a woman's right to an abortion was implicit in the right to privacy protected by the 14th Amendment to the Constitution. Prior to Roe v. Wade, abortion had been illegal throughout much of the country since the late 19th century. Since the 1973 ruling, many states imposed restrictions on abortion rights. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24, 2022, holding that there was no longer a federal constitutional right to an abortion. So, the, the Supreme Court did not say that it's illegal to have an abortion. All the Supreme Court did was say that you don't have a constitutional right to it. It's not illegal. It's just like if you if you do it, you're not going to go to jail. It's just not built into the constitution that you have the right, the fundamental inherent inalienable right to do it. So basically the Supreme Court said, we ain't in it. Like, this shit is between the mom and the state government that they live in. Because people forget, like, we are not, I know that we're one big country, but we're not like one big country. We're not like any other country. Like, most other countries are, like, you know, you have the federal government, and then you know, you might have some local governments or whatever, but, like, basically it's just the federal government. Like, here, we're just a collection of states, individually, that all got together and decided that we're going to get on the same page on some things. Okay? 
it's kind of like the European Union. Like, that's what the United States is. So the European Union is all these different European countries speak all these different languages. They're all getting on the same page as far as, okay, this is the one governing body that kind of, whatever they say, all the members of this club, you're in this club called the European Union, whatever rules this club leader passes, everyone who's in the club has to follow those rules. Okay. These 50 states are just 50 individuals who are all in this club called America. And whatever the American leader says is the rule, all 50 have to follow that rule. Now, what the Supreme Court did is basically just say, hey, the group leader can't tell each one of you 50 states what to do. Like, there's, there's no... There's nowhere in the Constitution, originally they said it was in the 14th Amendment with the privacy, but that's what they just undid. They were like, that doesn't make sense. I mean, just because you do something doesn't mean you have to stick with it. Like, they did it back in 1973. It was originally just striking down, saying that Texas can't say you can't have an abortion. Because of something in the 14th Amendment. However, uh, they, they did a takesies-backsies. I mean, it's 50 years later, but still, um, the, the, the Supreme Court never, apparently, from what, I, you know, from what I understand here, correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks like the Supreme Court never had the right to tell Texas that they couldn't make it illegal in Texas to begin with. But once they did do that anyway, back in 1973, they had set a precedent since they told Texas that Texas couldn't say that, you know, moms couldn't have an abortion. Then basically, if the rule applies to one state, it's got to apply to all 50 states, right? Because that's fair. So then it became, okay, so since they told Texas no... They can't tell any of the other 50 states no. Now, many of those states restricted it as much as they legally could without making it altogether illegal. Like, I think in Texas there was like one abortion clinic. You know, it was like, that, that was it. Um, and I don't know about the other states, but you know, each state was different. They were all different anyway. All the Supreme Court did is say, hey... You know, we never should have done... We, we never had a right to tell states that they couldn't make abortion illegal. The Supreme Court never had that right to begin with, okay? So they made a mistake in the beginning, back in 1973. Had they never done that, which they never should have done in the first place, I'm talking... I'm not talking... This isn't about social... I'm not talking about, like, uh, you know, whether or not it's morally right. We're not talking about morals right now. We're talking about black and white, what's legal on paper. That's what I'm talking about. Like, legally on paper, which is what the Supreme Court has to follow. They have to follow the black and white. They have to follow the law. They cannot very, you know, veer, I'm sorry, outside of their lane. They have to stay in their lane. Each of the branches of government has to stay in their lane. That's the only way the checks and balances works. 
That's the only way democracy works. Okay? So the Supreme Court back in 1973 stepped out of their lane when they told Texas that Texas couldn't do it. So all they did was take back the original mistake that they made 50 years ago. Now, you can argue all day long, and I'm not necessarily going to disagree with you, that um, the government should be able to tell women what to do with their bodies. However, this is complicated. There's nuance. There's context. You can't just say black and white. You can't just say my body, my choice, because it's not even your body we're talking about. Yes, your body is involved, but you're not the one being killed. It's not you that's being killed. You are going to be fine, physically. Emotionally and mentally, that's a different story. But if you want to go down that road, then we have to have a whole other conversation about how much the government should intervene in your emotional and mental health. And we can talk about all the other things that cause you emotional and mental pain. And should we make all those things illegal and blah? I mean, we could go on, but that's another conversation. I'm only talking about the baby. Killing this baby. It's a baby. I just had a friend. And don't give me the shit about, it's not a baby until it's born. No, fuck that. Fuck that. There's a heartbeat at like 12 weeks. Let me double check this just to make sure I'm that I'm correct because I don't want to talk out of my ass. Okay, so I just looked it up. It's six weeks. The heart of an embryo starts to beat from around five to six weeks. Okay, so like, at what point do you want to say it's not a baby? Like, before six weeks? Before it has a heartbeat? Once it has a heartbeat? Like, if it has a heartbeat and it's got all of its parts, it doesn't have all of its parts fully formed, but fuck, there's some adults that are born, there's some babies that are born that grow up to be adults that don't have parts that are fully formed. So, like, how do you define a baby? You tell me. All you people that want to be, like, pro-choicers, I'm not saying you shouldn't be pro-choice. It's complicated. It's not black and white. It's gray. I believe that there's some instances where abortion should be allowed. I do. But just as a general across the board, like, hey, just let anyone do it for whatever reason, no, I'm not there either. Okay? I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't know. It's complicated. But my point is, is that you have to convince me that that baby's not a baby. I mean, there's 23 chromosomes in the sperm. There's 23 in the egg. They combine together. They make a zygote with 46 chromosomes. That's a complete set of DNA. That DNA is a full set of DNA, which will be copied from one cell into two cells, into four cells, and eight cells, and so on and so forth, and will eventually become you. Now, at what point during that cellular division, it already has a full, complete set of DNA telling it exactly what it will look like how tall it will be, what its, what its eyes, how big its eyes will be, how the eyes will be shaped, what color eyes, will it have curly hair, will it have straight hair, will it have brown hair, or blonde hair, or black hair, will it have thick hair, or thin hair, like, what, at, 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 how melanized will its skin be, how many fingers and toes will it have, all of these things are determined immediately upon the joining, the fertilization of the sperm, and the egg immediately okay now as far as giving it time to develop into what you call a baby well what do you call a baby is it at six weeks when it has a when it has a heartbeat um or is the heartbeat not enough for you 
Like, does it have to have all ten fingers and toes? Okay. Well, if, if, if is that not enough? Okay, well then let's keep going. Uh, does it have to have eyes? Like, complete set of working eyes. Uh, okay, that's not enough. Alright, so, so where's the line? Where is the line? I just had a friend. A very dear friend of mine. Who had a baby at like... 12 weeks, I want to say. It was around that. I may be getting the number wrong, but I'm not off that much. It's like somewhere around 12 weeks. Like, I don't even know if she was in the second trimester. If she was, it was very early in the second trimester. The baby's alive. The baby came out like one pound, a little over one pound, all fingers and toes, completely functional. The baby's in the NICU. It is still alive today. It is four months old. God bless him. Thank you, God. That, I'm not even like a huge believer, but like it just makes me want to say, thank you, God, anyway. On the off chance that he is real. Or she. Oh my God, don't let him be sexist. It's, it's, it's a they. God is trans. God is trans. It's not a he or a she. They say that in the Bible. God is trans. He's a they. Anyway. Um, so, my point is, is that uh, she had the baby. It's still alive. Does it need some help and support? Well, sure. But it's got all the parts. It's got all the parts. He's, he's small, but it's got all the parts. And it's able to, to, just the fact that it's able to survive at all, even with support, is incredible. At t like 12 weeks, he's a pound. He's a pound. Okay, and that, that's a baby. You're going to tell me that you're going you're gonna to kill that thing. You're going to go, you're, you're going to go kill it? Well, no, I would never kill it. It's outside the body. Well, what the fuck difference does it make if it's outside the body? This is my point. What, does it make it real because you can see it? Well, then by that logic, let's think that through. Does that mean that all the people that you can't see don't deserve to live? Does that mean all the babies that you can't see don't deserve to live just because you can see it? Now, suddenly, you have a problem with killing it? But if you never see it? Or people that eat food, that, that eat meat, like they, they can't kill... They're, they don't want to see it. They don't want to see the animal die, but they'll eat it. But they don't want to see it, but they'll eat it. But if they see it, they're like, no, I don't want an animal to die, but I want to eat a hamburger. But I don't want an animal to die, but I want to eat a steak. Like, what, what do you think happens? That thing, that little baby with all of its parts that was a pound and able to survive outside the womb... What difference does it make if it's out here or in there? You're killing it. You would never kill it. You would never walk into the NICU and kill kill it inside of its little incubator thing that it, that it's you know the life support thing that's helping it to have everything to fully develop. Right? You would you wouldn't walk in and do that. If someone did, you'd lose your fucking mind. But someone wants to do the same fucking thing to the same baby. It just hasn't come out of the womb yet. Suddenly you're fine with it. My body, my choice. 
It's not your fucking body we're worried about. It's not your body. It's the baby's body. That's a separate body. It's inside your body, but that's the only thing. If it's outside your body, suddenly you can't imagine it. But if it's inside your body, you feel like you have the right to kill it. It's just, it's just, it's just a thought experiment for you to think about and be like, okay, what constitutes a baby? What, con what makes a baby valuable? Being outside the womb? That's what makes it valuable? It's not valuable until it's outside the womb? Then suddenly you can't imagine killing it? It's illegal. If you, if you killed the baby at 12 weeks outside the womb in the NICU, you'd go to jail. If you do it when it's still inside of you, it's fine. The only difference is where it's at. It's a location. That's all I'm saying. It's just weird. And that reminds me of this nice story of... This, this is another uh, good question for you, ladies. Uh, there's a pregnant woman who was slapped with... Not literally slapped. Wouldn't that be funny, though? <laughs> a pregnant woman who was slapped with a $215 ticket for driving in the HOV lane claims her fetus should count as a passenger now Texas law considers them to be a person after Roe v. Wade I agree 100% every pregnant woman should be allowed to drive in the HOV lane how is that for a compromise ladies you can't kill your baby, but you get to get where you're going <laughs> a little bit faster. What do you think of that? Actually, not even a little bit faster. I don't understand the HOV lane and the appeal of it. I wish that they would just take the HOV lane because it's only one lane. Like, it's great as long as you don't get stuck behind a slow ass who's also in the HOV lane because you can't get around them. Like, here's my thing. Let's take the HOV lane and let's take those millions of stupid little plastic dividers that just get run over and destroyed anyway that separate the HOV lane from all the other lanes. Let's just take those stupid plastic dividers let's take all those away and let's just have an extra lane <laughs> or or at least for the love of god keep the hov lane fine but make it to where still take off the plastic things and make it to where i can actually get off at my exit without having to go five miles past it and do a U-turn and come back. Can we do that? I don't understand the appeal of the HOV lane to begin with. However, um, this it is a thing and some people really like to take the HOV lane. Um, I know I, I put my blow-up doll in the passenger seat and sometimes I will utilize it myself. Nothing wrong with that. Sometimes I just got places to be. Now, uh, she was written a ticket for $215 because she was driving in the HOV lane. The cop pulled her over. Uh, she said, my baby counts as a person. 
cop said, uh, no thanks. And, uh, or not buying it. And, uh, he wrote her a ticket. And now it's, it's a big issue. But I agree with her. I do. I think that that should count as a person. Like, you can't have it both ways. You can't be a double standard. You can't say it's a person and you can't kill it. And then at the same time, say that it's not a person and it doesn't count. But it's my understanding that even if it is still considered another person, isn't the HOV lane designed to, like, it's, its intention, isn't it, to take people who would otherwise be driving and, like, you're carpooling together and you're taking cars off the road because you're taking someone that would otherwise be another car on the road and you're putting them in your car instead you're sharing the car isn't that's i feel like that's the intention of the hov lane i was never under the impression that my kid in the car seat in the back seat who's six seven years old counted as a person and allowed me to drive in the hov lane if that's the case i have been missing out on this HOV lane the entire time. And you're probably saying, well, you just said that you don't really see the benefit in it anyway. And you're right. I don't. I'm just saying sometimes it'd be nice to have the option. Like when there's a traffic jam and you're sitting there and you see people in the HOV lane, they're just shooting by and you're like, ah, fuck you. Like in times like that, that would have been nice. I could have taken advantage of it then, right? Alright, so that's all I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say it's not straight black and white. It's not my body, my choice necessarily all the time. Um, I understand there's extenuating circumstances. Like I said before, you know, there are some... I'm not 100% on it because, you know, if there's situations where there's like a medical need, like the baby is going to die, the baby has a birth defect... Like a serious one, not like it has a, 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 its nose is a little bigger than you would like. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, like if it has like a major birth defect, something that's going to cause some sort of a serious medical illness. Like there's got to be, there's got to be some check. It can't just be like this unchecked carte blanche, like, you know, as many abortions as you want for whatever reason whenever doesn't matter just do it you can do it whenever and I know that most women aren't gonna just go do that uh, I'm not trying to be demeaning or belittling and be like oh there's gonna be a, a, a flurry of women out there who are just gonna be like oh I'm gonna go whore around on purpose and if I get a pregnant no big deal I'll just go have an abortion that's not what I'm saying. I know that that's not the case most of the time, but but the number is the number of women who have used abortion as a method to just get rid of a baby that they don't want just because they're being selfish is like when I say selfish, I mean like they have plans for their they have big dreams. I want I'm gonna be somebody. I'm gonna. I'm going to be the CEO of a company. I'm going to go make money. I'm going to do the... Okay. You know what? Shit happens. Shit happened in my life that I had no control over. And I had to deal with it. 
It's just part of life, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry that it's happening to you. I'm sorry that it happens to anybody. But still, we have to make the distinction between people who are just doing it because they don't want to uh, take a break from their career or go on pregnancy leave or they don't want to stop going on vacations or they're not quite done going clubbing yet and like we can't, we have to separate those people somehow I don't know how okay but we have to separate those people somehow from the people who really need one that's that's what I'm saying that's the compromise I'm trying to make and the HOV lane don't forget about that sweet incentive my point is that we've got to have some way of distinguishing these people from those people. Um, do medical doctors do that? I don't know. Um, instances of rape. Uh, I don't know how often women get pregnant from a rapist. No idea. Um, I can't imagine. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It obviously happens. I'm not saying it doesn't. God dang, put... Hey, 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 put it down, put down the pitchfork, put that torch out, stop it, stop it, stop, let me finish, fuck, all right, we have to be able to distinguish between these people, and I'm not saying that rape pregnancies don't happen i'm just saying that if you say that anyone who says that they were raped can have an abortion you can't actually fact check that there's no way for the woman to prove that she was raped what do you want her to do how does she prove it if women could prove that they were raped every rapist would be in jail you can't prove that it happened you can't prove that it was rape. You can prove that sex was had. You can prove that there it was from this guy. You can do a, you know, DNA samples and you can if you go in early enough, you know, they do swabs and they can and the guy's willing and he volunteers like a you can do but of course a rape is not going to volunteer that. That's my point. Like how do you prove it? You can't. So then you could imagine this loophole being exploited. Any woman who wanted to an abortion for whatever reason all she has to do is go in and say I was raped and the doctors can't fact check it they can't ask any personal question all they can do is say okay check the box saying she was raped give her the abortion you think women who just want an abortion just because aren't gonna take advantage of that loophole yeah yeah they're gonna they're gonna so, how do you stop that? And, and these are things that these legislators have to think of. These people that make these laws, they have to think about all these what-ifs. And uh, the common person just wants to say, My body, my choice, that's it, black and white, it's over, end of discussion, that's it. Okay, but, but again, when? What time during the pregnancy? After birth? clearly it's not okay to kill a baby after it's been born up until the moment of birth like right before like right before like 30 minutes before like you're having contractions you're on the table your feet are in the stirrups 
heals to Jesus. That's still okay. As long as it hasn't crossed the plane of your vaginal opening. Is that still okay as long as it hasn't crossed that plane? Like at what point? You tell me. You tell me. Pro-choicers, you tell me. At what point? And then, and then, and then explain why it's so different at that point versus when it's actually born. You, you can't just say six months. You can't just throw out a random. No, you gotta justify it. Like why? Why six months? Why before six months is it okay? And why after six months is it no longer okay? Explain. You have to tell me. You can't just say six months. And then that's it. We can't just do carte blanche. This is my point. We can't just do carte blanche. You can't just do whatever you want with this. It's not your body. It's the baby's body we're talking about. You're going to be fine. No one gives a fuck about you. You can go kill yourself. That's fine. Perfectly legal. You kill yourself. You want to kill somebody, you go kill yourself. It's perfectly legal. Okay? You want to kill somebody else? You can't do it. You want to argue that the baby is not somebody else because it's inside of you? Okay, well then, then convince me. Because I'm not convinced. I'm sorry, I'm just not. I'm not 100% convinced. I'm not 0% convinced, but I'm not 100% either. Like I said, there's extenuate, there's nuance, there's context. How do you actually apply these rules, these laws in real life so that they are not to be exploited and taken advantage of? How, how do you, how? I can't figure it out. The fucking legislators can't figure it out. You're not helping. All you're doing is screaming, My baby, my guy. My baby, my That's all we hear from you. Propose a solution. Justify it. Give some reasoning to it. Stop burning cars. Stop heckling Supreme Court justices at restaurants. Stop calling, oh my God, what is with calling Morton's restaurant? Did you hear about this? I heard about this from a psycho I was talking to on Bumble. <laughs> Another one. They're all psycho. They're all insane. Every fucking one of them. I swear to God. Where are all the sane women? Where are they? I don't know. But there was this, the, this one woman I was talking to. She seemed awesome. It's like, oh yeah, you seem really cool and normal and, and, and balanced and reasonable. Um, spoiler alert, she was not. I asked her, what are, what are you doing with your day? What are, you, what are your plans for today? Just making small talk. You can't make big talk because then they run away and you can't just go meet them in person and talk face to face because they think that you're going to rape them and then they can't get the abortion because of Roe v. Wade. So no no lady wants to meet you. They don't want to see. They want to have their cake and eat it too. They just want to go online and have all these guys like them and be like, oh, that's cute. This guy thinks he can actually get with me. Nope. Um, I know I sound jaded. I swear to God, I'm really not. I really don't care. But no, this, uh, th this girl, she was very attractive. Very attractive. Um, seemed very cool. I was actually excited for about five seconds. Uh, and then I asked her, you know, what her plans were for today. And she just very openly told me that her plan for the day was to call around different Morton's Steakhouses in the D.C. area. Make 
fake food orders, which she never intended to actually pick up and pay for. So she would call, order food, the restaurant would make it, they'd have it waiting, and she'd never show up, and she'd never pay them. And, and she was doing that. I was like, why are you doing that? <laughs> and she sent me a link to a news article about Brett Kavanaugh, how he had been eating at a Morton's Steakhouse in D.C. Brett Kavanaugh is one of the Supreme Court justices that voted to overturn Roe v. Wade, which, remember, never should have been in place in the first place. He voted to... Uh, overturned that and he was at a Morton Steakhouse and protesters gathered outside and were threatening to uh, hurt him, kill him, whatever and so he left out of the back door and Morton's released a statement why do they have to release a statement? I don't know, but they released a statement saying that he, that Brett Kavanaugh, had the right to dine peacefully. That's all they said. And so all these angry white women, which you might remember from my last episode, all these angry white women, just like the one that I was talking to on Bumble, uh, were calling all the rest and to, to punish them. That's how fucking petty these people are. That's how fucking petty and how loserish that's not a word, I just made it up, how loserish these women are. Not not just women. It's it's probably some men too. But the men are just simping for the women. Talked about that too last episode. Go back and listen to it. Anyway, uh it it, it was it was like, wait, 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 wait. I, I was like, okay, so you're going to call and you're going to punish innocent people who have nothing to do with anything because you don't like an opinion of a guy who ate there at that restaurant. So imagine... If you say something and I don't like it, and whatever restaurant you go to, I just pick a random restaurant that you went to eat at, and I decided that I'm going to punish all the innocent men and women that work at that restaurant by taking time out of my day, which I apparently have way too much time. If you've got the time to do this, you are a fucking loser. You don't have a life. You need more problems. You don't have enough shit to worry about. Which means you're not doing anything with your life. Which means you're a fucking loser. You're gonna call... I'm gonna call that restaurant that you went to eat at and because I don't like you, I'm gonna punish the innocent men and women who have nothing to do with the situation because that's just where you happen to be eating at. Are you fucking kidding me? Because you know it's... Who's going to pay the price? When that restaurant loses money on all these orders, on all this food that they made that they never actually got paid for, who do you think they're going to fire? 
Do you think the boss is going to get fired? The managers? No. It's going to be the fucking fry cook, who's probably, that's probably one of his two jobs. He's probably working two, maybe even three jobs in this fucking shitty economy to try, just to fucking pay rent and just to have zero dollars at the end of the month. He's working himself to the bone just to have nothing to show for it, just to keep his head barely enough above water so he doesn't fucking drown. That's the guy that they're going to let go. That's the guy. Or the girl. And you want to sit here and act like you're enlightened. Like you're woke. Like you have this perspective on life that is more grandiose than the rest of us. That you have it all figured out. Yet you're so fucking petty that in your free time, which you apparently have too much of, you're going to punish poor innocent people because... You're offended. Get a fucking life and kill yourself. Okay, I don't mean that. I don't want you to kill yourself. Even though you're a baby killer, I don't want you to kill yourself, okay? Because that would be antithetical to the whole point I'm trying to make. I don't want anyone to die. I don't want babies to die. I don't want you to die. I'm just saying, like, just think the shit through before you start turning over cars and setting shit on fire and punishing innocent people who have nothing to do with the situation for something that's completely not their fault at all that they have no control over. It's funny how you're fine with punishing people who have no control over something as long as it suits you and your narrative. But, uh, God forbid, someone uh, say that they don't want to fuck a fat girl, uh, then they get called trans, or, sorry, fat phobic. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fat phobic. I, I talked about this last episode with Charles. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I call me fa- whatever. Call me fat phobic. I don't care. I still don't want to fuck you. I don't want to fuck fat girls. I don't. I mean, I just don't. Why are you trying to force me to have sex with fat? Like, what, you're gonna call me fat phobic because I don't want to fuck a fat girl. I don't. I don't like them. I don't find them physically attractive. I couldn't even get a boner to fuck them with. How much? <laughs> How am I supposed to have sex with these fat women if I can't even get a boner? You want me to, <laughs> you want to just mush my floppy wiener inside of them? That's not going to work. That's not going to work. I'm sorry. I just... You know, you know what's fucked up? Is that I was thinking about this and it, you're fat phobic if you don't want to fuck a fat girl but you're not... Uh, you're not midge-phobic if you don't want to fuck uh, a, a little person. Like, I don't I don't want to fuck fat, big, big old fat girls, but I also don't want to fuck tiny little women either. <laughs> so, but no one cares. No one cares if you don't want to fuck a, a, a midget. They're like, it's fine. Like, we get it. We understand. But I'm like, why? Why do you, why do you understand that I don't want to fuck the midget? 
but you don't understand why I don't want to fuck the fat girl. Like, why don't you understand it? I'm not attracted to either one. Why is it okay that I don't want to fuck this one and not okay that I don't want to fuck that one? Why is it perfectly understandable with this one, but I am a bigot if I don't want to fuck that one? What's the difference? I'm, it's just not what I'm attracted to. There are some guys out there that like big girls. Good for them. But there are some... There, most guys just don't. They just don't. And you know what the fucking thing is? The shitty thing is? At least the fat people, they can control how fat they are. They have some degree of control over how fat they are. You can say, well, it's hard. I have a glandular issue. Okay, we all got something going on. Alright? You can do something about it. It's not genetically hardwired into you to be 500 pounds. Okay, but that midget over there, she can't do anything about it. If anything, I'm a bigot because I don't want to fuck her. It's not her fault she's a midget. But it's completely your fault that you're 300 pounds. That's your fault. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear your excuses. <laughs> but we don't care that I don't want to fuck the midget. But we're very upset I don't want to fuck you. Why? Explain to me the difference. But, but they're weird looking. Well, guess what? You're fucking weird looking. Well, it's... You wouldn't be sexually attracted to a Well, but I'm not sexually attracted to you. What's the difference? You're not convincing me. What's the difference? Explain to me. Bertha. <laughs> Just imagine all fat girls are named Bertha. Oh. But seriously, I, I mean, you know, there's, these double standards have got to stop. You know, whether it be abortion with Roe v. Wade and it's a baby, it's not a baby, it counts, it doesn't count, it's my choice, it's not your choice, even though it's not my body, but it is my body, like, uh, and then the fat is the fat, but not the midget, and then the, I mean, what, there's the double standards, ladies, this is what the guys have the issues with, like, we just want consistency. We just want to know that this is the standard and it doesn't change for anything. If it's on this side of the fence, it's bad. If it's on this side of the fence, it's good. But when you keep moving the fucking goalposts back and forth, back and forth, we understandably get very confused and frustrated and start to ask questions as to why the goalposts are constantly moving back and forth and shifting and who is what and why and when. And it's different every time and we don't understand and we just want to understand, but you can't seem to explain it to us. You can't seem to explain your rationale. You just want us to accept it. And when we don't simp out for you and just accept what you said at face value without asking questions like good little boys, then we're bigots. That's not how this works. I'm sorry. Cancel me. Fuck you. Or don't.
It's my choice. My body, my... Oh my god, I just had another thought. Why is it your body, your choice, and you get to kill a baby when it's talking about killing babies, but I have to fuck the fat girl? What? Don't I get a choice? That's my body. That's my dick. I don't get a choice over my dick and where my dick goes. I don't have a choice. Does my body, my choice, not apply to me? I've got to fuck the fat girl. I've got to mush my flaccid wiener <laughs> into her big fat vagina. <laughs> Why? Why do I have to do that? And you don't have to answer to anybody for killing a baby. Why? Explain the difference. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's ridiculous, but I swear there's people out there who are just, like, serious about this shit. They're serious about it, and it's hilarious to me. I mean, when you break it down and you look at it, it really is funny. And we have to laugh at this shit because it's so depressing. But anyway, that's it. That's my time, everyone. Thank you. This has been wonderful. You're great. Keep listening. Uh, tell a friend. <laughs>